Greetings and welcome to another episode of the NC Raw podcast. Today's guest is my man, Michael Roberts. Dude is a ball full of energy. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. He's absolutely hilarious. Uh, and I'm grateful for the relationship that was built through having this conversation and getting to know him in depth. Uh, he he is a has a ton of wisdom, a uh, ton of insight into his personal recovery, and he's all about giving back and being of service. So I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, uh, www.patreon.com slash ncraw. You can subscribe to be a patron of NC Raw for as little as a dollar a month. And by doing that, you will directly contribute to us continuing to grow and be of service to Western North Carolina. We have plans to build our own recording studio that's kind of going to kind of double as a recovery community center, a place for folks in the community to gather and practice some of these recovery skills that we talk about on a regular basis. Um, and also be a part of the podcast and uh, empower individuals to create their own content, whether it's through podcasts or vlogging, blogs, that sort of thing. Um, we hope to like teach you guys and allow give you guys an opportunity to do that on your own. So check out our page. Uh, we have some significant long-term goals and hopes of achieving them through this Patreon page. So thank you guys. Thank you to those of you who have signed up. Uh, and we look forward to continuing to grow the podcast with you. So give some love to my man, Mr. Mike Roberts. I'm just an individual. Living a miracle, standing divisible, connected to God and my physical essence of my spiritual presence is visible. Totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal. Used to be a criminal, living so minimal, but things have changed in my life. Is going through different intervals, finding that balance is significantly difficult. Timing is everything, so my timing is critical. Rhyming is literal, the unforgettable. It's why I stand before you impeccably, so presentable. I give respect to you, know that I am respectable. I've always wanted acceptance, is that acceptable? I give the Rival expected to be exceptional, and I'm a grown man, handle business like a professional. I am incredible, Leo conventional, and you stopping me from chasing my dreams is unprofessional. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ready, set, go. Oh, yeah. Michael Roberts. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Uh, you know, hanging out, doing a podcast with my guy, Steven Steen. I uh, totally appreciate you driving over tonight and yeah. sitting down with me and being flexible with scheduling and booking and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I have to say that <clears throat> I don't remember if it was Philip Cooper or somebody else that was on this podcast, but they were just like, dude, you have <laughs> got to talk to Mike yeah. Roberts. Right. Like, 
they're, they're like, he will just come on here and just like own this thing. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, dude. And I, I reached out to you like a day or two after that. I so. remember that, man. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah. I've seen a few of these episodes and like, you know, you guys are about it and like showing people that there's different ways to do this and all that stuff. So, and it's, you know, we've talked about it, you know, previously just now, like it's organic as fuck and mm-hmm. like. So it's dope, you know. Oh, I'm gonna drop. We're gonna drop a few cuss words in you, here. There, you have nice. full freedom Perfect. to use to All be right. yourself. Keep my shirt on though. Uh, <laughs> so it's totally up to you, man. Right. Your fans are watching. So. Okay, fantastic. Um, and that's what we we're what I was sharing with you that I like in the short period of time that I've known you through like social media and whatnot that um, attracted me to you is that like your honesty, mm-hmm. but most importantly, like your sense of humor. Yeah. And the fact that like you are yourself, yeah, regardless of what like other people may think of you <laughs> or may read on Facebook or may yeah. see right. that you're like you are owning your identity, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I was sharing with you before we started is that um, you know my perception of recovery prior to prior to finding it was that I had to like be this full total transformation right, and like right. come out of my shell and be this like new born again man. <laughs> right. And you like be a spiritual Titan. Yeah. And that, <laughs> you know, and I, that wasn't the case for me. Like yeah. it never was going to be the case. Uh-huh. And that's why I landed in refuge recovery. And so like, whenever I see that, um, I'm attracted to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that it's a beautiful thing that you're able to like, um, defy some of those myths, you know, right. for the people that may still be out there that don't, that, that are, you know, resistant to that full transformation. Right, right. You well, the thing is, is I'm not going to reach the guy that's trying to be, you know, all uppity or something like that. That's not, <laughs> he's not going to hear my message and he probably would be offended. But, um, you know, like the person out there that's like, I want to be a big dumb animal. Look at Mike, you know, and like there's a way to find it, you know. Uh-huh. So it's it's dope, and and honestly, man, I wouldn't have found this without recovery, you know. So mm-hmm. I have to give credit there too. Like I came in here with those same ideas that I'm I'm supposed to be some kind of perfect person, and and I was shooting for that, you know. I wanted to be Mister Recovery, and I almost like I'm running for fucking president or something, you know. Like, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Three and a half years ago, I was a homeless junkie. So what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and like it was cool to, uh, it's been a journey, you know, and obviously I've, I've ruffled some feathers along the way, but now I'm okay with, uh, you know, it, it, laughter is, is a big part of me and humor is a big part of me. And mm-hmm. the people that get to know me know that it comes from a, an innocent place, but that shit, you know, might rub you the wrong way. And I got news for you, man. Like if you go roll through life without laughing at these silly jokes and yeah postures memes that you're posting like (laughs) it's you might want to look in the mirror and like kind of like evaluate yourself because um there's life's not that serious i can't take it that serious man i'll be i'm already stressed the fuck out anyway you know if i can laugh at a meme i'm gonna take a minute and and jiggle it up and then share it with all your thousands of friends and then i want everybody else to see it too Uh yeah um you ever been out this way man out to the to the west west so we're out here close to Western Carolina. Uh-huh. So I've definitely been out here, um, committed a few <laughs> heinous acts, if you will. Um, I've definitely stolen from this Walmart. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm outside of the statute of limitations. I so hope so. That's allegedly, anyway. Uh-huh. There was a guy who looked, he's a good looking guy, but he looked just like me. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been up to the Western campus. I've been up to the Pike House, you know, all those different things. Biggest yeah. parties I've ever been to, man. Okay. Yeah. You're an Asheville native. Yeah, I'm born there. 
Okay. Um, moved around a ton. Um, so just a product of a misspent youth, if you will, you know, like, um, my mom had me when she was 19. So, you know, she's a kid, man. I can't imagine <laughs> trying to have a kid at 19. I, I can't I imagine know. having a kid right now. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing now. <laughs> you know? So, you know, she had me then and then like, it was a lot of moving around, but I, I've been in primarily here for most of the time. I moved out to California and Oregon and different things, but like year at a time here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you do for work? So I work at New Life Recovery, um, plug, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, sober living program. Um, I've got around 90 something guys that are in the program and like, um, it's, it's, it's different three quarter houses, halfway houses, you know, they get drug tested, they come and see a CSAC, those kind of things, man, I'm, I'm recovery coach certified too. And I came through that program <coughs> and I've been through every program you can get in Asheville pretty much. And I'm a state funded baby. There's no health insurance involved mm -hmm. here, you know? So a place like that really helped me. And, um, luckily I decided to stay clean this time and like really try what you guys were telling me to work a program and things like that. And so it became the opportunity where I could give back to the program that helped me. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I was offered a job and it's been dope ever since it's, it's the most rewarding <clears throat> job I've ever had. I've definitely made more money. Yeah. But, um, there's something about, you know, seeing a guy come back to life. It's, it's, it's without, there's, it's priceless. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> getting that transformation from like finding recovery, um, sustaining a little bit of recovery and then finding yourself like working in the field. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> was going on? Yeah. Did, did you, um, what, what was that, that process like? Did you, did you, was that always like your goal when you found recovery? And like, was that something that was on immediately on your radar? Like I'm going to be of service and, and find myself working in. Maybe. Um, here's what I saw when I came back into recovery this time. So this is definitely not my first shot at it. Um, but this time, like I understood the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. And I saw that. And so if it wasn't for those people that, showed up for me and like helped me then I wouldn't be where I was at and so I, I definitely wanted to give that back did I see that as like I didn't see the the monetary gain there mm -hmm. you know it was more about just the the service work itself right and not the long-term it was almost career. selfish too man because yeah. it feels fantastic to fucking help somebody you know yeah. so uh, almost it's like a selfish selfless act yeah I I say that um <laughs> I've said that before on this podcast that like when I started it and even like in the very early stages of it, it was out of pure selfishness, mm -hmm. pure selfishness. It's like okay. We can to, admit that <laughs> to have these conversations and to get to know people like you. And, um, like I didn't expect anybody to even listen. I was telling you earlier, but right, like, right. um, just to just more out of like pure greed for me for, mm -hmm. and even like for my recovery, right. right. To cultivate these kind of, um, authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. And like spew my guts and talk okay. shit and all that stuff. Right. Um, and it's like transformed into so much more. And like I've, I've shared, the audience is probably sick of me saying it, but I've shared that like it has now become a part of my recovery. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. um, but I can totally relate to where you're coming from and saying that like it, it was out of, out of kind of an, uh, some underlying greed that like right. I, that there's more than just like the service aspect of it. Mm -hmm. 
How long have you worked there? Um, let's see. Right at three years. Okay. Yeah. Did you find it difficult to, um, did you, or do you even find it difficult to like separate like your own personal recovery from like on the job, Michael to, um, how do you, how do you balance that? So outside of the meme game, here's the thing about me is like, once again, man, it's kind of, you see what you get, you Mm -hmm. know, or you get what you see. How are you like, and that's the thing. So is it, is it tough for me to leave my office and then I'm going to go to a meeting and then, you know, somebody's going to come up and go, Hey man, I want a curfew extension or something, you know? And I'm like, all right, I'm here for me. So I'm off the clock, you know, cut it. But honestly, man, like it doesn't take much to, to try and help somebody. It's uh, recovery is me. Yeah. It's almost like that's a, it's, it's a huge part of my identity. So I have to keep that in mind before I, uh, I try to separate myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, of course there's personal aspects. Um, you know, when I meet with city council members or some shit like that, I try you, to, you talk to city council I members, mean, you know, they've, we've met. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I try to keep it as professional as possible, but you know, many of the people who have sat in that chair, mm-hmm. um, they experienced the burnout. And they kind of put their personal recovery to the side. Their meeting attendance will start slacking off. The focus is placed on the job and the career path. And they really struggle and lose sight of what they need to do to keep themselves right. Right. Um, How do you do it? So that's, um, that's that's been a thing that's been preached to me since I started this whole thing. And I honestly, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, it just could just be where I'm at right now that I'm not. It just doesn't seem possible, man, because I spend like I'll have a 12 hour day in my office and then I'm it's emotionally exhausting. I've got guys coming to me, which I am super grateful for, that they trust me and know that I have their best interest at heart, that they'll confide in me and these kind of things. That's emotionally taxing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, all my other jobs before, you know, I worked in sales and different things. Like, sure, I got to be on the go. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm okay. This is exhausting because I, I, I'm passionate about it, you know. And so I pour a lot into it, and, and, and I feel it coming out of me. So at the end of the day, there's no way that I'm not going to a meeting. I hmm. have to come. I have to get something back. I've poured out all day, so I have to go into that. And so I found, like, a, a solid balance with that. My job is not my recovery. You know, um, does it add to it? Absolutely. Um, but there's no way that I could replace what my, what, what I do for work and my program of recovery. I haven't experienced a burnout. That takes a solid level of self-awareness though, to like recognize (laughs) that. Cause it's so much easier to grab a bag of Doritos and head to the house. Yeah. But bro, if I do that, I'm going to feel like a shit bag. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to sit home and isolate and I've been guilty of it. I know the feeling I found it, but, um, thank God I've just listen to the people that have worked a program of recovery and what it takes to do that. And like, I've adhered to it and I've tried it my way many, many times. It's very clear. <laughs> yeah. And then it's always ended with the same result, you mm-hmm. know? So I'll do what I'm told now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which is tough for me, man. I'm yeah. a stubborn fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, when you first found recovery and how did you find, how did you discover like what was going to work this time? 
right? How did you take what you had learned and past experiences, past attempts, mm-hmm. um, gain some some knowledge, some wisdom from those experiences, and then find your find your your place in the recovery scene in Asheville, and like find those people that were going to support you through the process. Like, what was what was the what was the learning? Oh, bro! Like. Well, okay. Once again, how many people did you piss off in your first meeting? <laughs> Once again, uh, so I'm a big dumb animal here. So it, the learning curve was <clears throat> was extravagant, if you will. Um, man, I started to try to get clean at at 24. I think that's when I went to my first detox. That's actually where I met Philip Cooper at. Um, and then, so and I didn't put any time, not real time. I might have had some abstinence here and there um, until 32. So in that eight years, seven, seven years of, of fucking around, those are where the life lessons come from, you know? <laughs> Luckily, I lived through it. Um, so it's been like I take one lesson, you know, like you told me um, in my, in the, in the I'm going to do my very best not to blast off anonymity or some shit, but like in, in the, in the that 12 was his step dis- That was his disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I'm going <laughs> to say some shit and... <laughs> If you're offended, call your sponsor. So um, (laughs) each time I learned a lesson, because I fuck up, man, I make mistakes. And and, and listen, I've come to to be okay with that because it's going to happen again. So I kept making mistakes. And the only thing that I did right, I think, through that was look at it and try to do something different. But it wasn't taking all the suggestions. That's for damn sure. I thought, you know, I could find a way that I'm smarter than you, that I've... I've got something that I could figure out, you know, and and so I, it was a, it, I took quite a few beatings along the way, yeah. to where now it's 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 my complete surrender came from a beating, not from a decision, <laughs> you know. Life beat my ass enough to where I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll just <laughs> the white flag's coming up. I think a part of that is just like something that's just ingrained in our DNA that like we just <laughs> want to like figure shit out on yeah, our own, right? right? And like my way is the way that's going to work regardless yeah. of like how I came to that conclusion. <laughs> right. um, it's This is the way I'm going to do it. And, and my distorted view and whatever substance is influencing <laughs> that view. God. Yeah, for yeah. sure. How about the people though? The people, like your tribe, okay. like the crew. Because you got a solid crew around you. Oh, yeah. You got a solid Listen, support system. That I take no credit. Those uh-huh. people keep me where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I've tried doing it by myself. It's not a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I legit tried. <laughs> I put in some solid effort to be <laughs> the man. I can't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, my people around me. So, I, you know, honestly, man, um, it, it comes from, you. I guess, when the heart speaks, the heart hears it. You know, and, like, these people come at me with some love, you know, and, like, regardless of, I was homeless, you know, this time around. And, like, and I come into the, the, the rooms I'm just going to fucking say Narcotics Anonymous because that place saved my life and call me later. Um, so anyway, I came into those rooms and like those people still accepted me and didn't judge me and didn't treat me like the homeless junkie that I was, you know, like they didn't hit me with that kind of stuff. And and then I heard other people saying that they came from the same place and that this was possible. And it was my really my first feeling of like hope, you know, I'm a I'm an addict and, and, and that's there's no disputing that I've tried, you know, <laughs> plenty of times. So I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that today, but I tried to fight it. And then once I come to terms with it, I'm like, okay, I'm an addict. These are the cards I'm dealt. So I'm gonna ride this till the wheels fall off, you know? And like that's stealing, robbing all that shit. Like that's what I'm going to be. And those people gave me hope that I didn't have to be that. 
So I adhered to that. And then once again, I'm just a loud, goofy fucking guy. So, you know, people kind of gravitate to, to watch the, the, the car crash. You watch know? the shit show. <laughs> right. It's like when you're driving by a car crash, you don't want to look, but uh, you have to. And, you, and here I no am. There's no stopping you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's the sleeveless wreck. But there. you figured it out. And it worked. Well, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, right. you wouldn't and, and be honestly, sitting here. No, no, no. It, it did. And, and honestly, it's like, it comes down to a few simple suggestions that I just wasn't willing to adhere to. Or so take. Why, why that time? Why so all valid, of a sudden? Valid question. Honestly, I think um, maybe complete surrender. Maybe, you know, I found my rock bottom and then I built a basement in that motherfucker and then I dug a hole in that, you know, and like, shit, man, I could have kept digging, you know, for sure until death was my bottom and then you guys are left holding the bag, you know? So like, I guess I, I came to terms with my way is just not working. And so I, it, that rock bottom, it's, this is the craziest disease because it takes like some life experience <coughs> to beat the fuck out of you before you kind of come to terms with something, you know? And like, so I don't know of anything else that, that does that kind of thing to you, you know? Um, but like, I want that for everyone, which sounds crazy. <laughs> but if it takes you, you know, three and a half years ago, I'm, I was sleeping in a pile of mulch outside of Mission Hospital, you know, and like that seemed OK with me because that was my way of life. So if it takes something like that, I want everybody to get it, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. um, so why is it different this time? I just found it in me that I wanted something different. Yeah. I, I was going to I was going to listen to somebody. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I thought I'd maybe give this 90 days. You know, just just give it a shot. I know how to get fucked up, so I'll give this a shot. If not, I know what I can go back to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. That's yeah. a good question, man. I haven't really dove into it. For me, it was consequences. Oh, and yeah. Come the, on. There was like, Say it again. <laughs> I was that dude that there was always somebody to blame, right? It was oh, yeah. always somebody else's fault. The cops, you know, did this yeah. to me oh, yeah. or my I girlfriend put me out. There was always some shit, some yeah. shady shit that I was spinning right. to make it look like I was an innocent dude, uh -huh. right? And when it came down to it, I was facing some consequences and I'm looking around and there was nobody else to blame. Mm -hmm. And so I was... Eventually. Yeah, right. eventually. And fortunately, I was alive and I was, you know, had some options. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can remember like getting bailed out of jail that last time, mm -hmm. walking across the parking lot to the vehicle, thinking like, I did this shit. Right. I did all this shit. Right. Now I have to get myself out of it. Now what am like, I doing? The only way that I'm going to, to resolve these issues is by taking action. Uh -huh. By myself, by me doing something. What it was, I didn't know. I didn't know what the right, steps right, would right. be, but I, the, I had a... a um, a revelation that I have to do something to take responsibility for this long list of bullshit that I created. Right. And there was, there was just nobody else to blame. Now the whole way, all, the whole way on to jail, I was mother effing the cop <laughs> telling him it was his fault and all right. this stuff. Right, right. But somehow in those, you know, couple days or whatever, like it, the mindset, mindset shifted. And I don't know why. Right. Um, I well, guess that's the magic question. Right. And, and honestly, I mean, I, it's probably a spiritual answer, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't dove that far into it, but I, I was in the same spot. I was in jail and I remember they were like, all right, Mike, we're going to set your court date. It's going to be another 60 days. You're going to be in jail. And like, you know, I'm like, okay. And, and I remember laying down in my, you know, nine by nine cell and I'm like, that's all right. You know, like this is okay. And I'm like, I should not be okay with jail. Nobody's, nobody's doing that. Mm -hmm. This is not cool. You know, but here I am like, 
I'm accepting it and I'm okay with it. And I'm like, this is uh, something's got to change. Of course, I came out of jail and kept it moving, but <laughs> that was the last one. That was the last run. God, God willing, that was the last yeah. one. Yeah. What else do you have um, outside of your program? What else do you do in your day to day life? Mm. Um, memes, that like bro. that makes you happy outside of your meme game. <laughs> yeah. I expected you to walk in here with like three or four like burner phones that you like <laughs> yeah. post the shit from. Right, I totally did. Just get my people spread this out. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, that's 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 a good question too because and, and you and I talked about it previously to this. It's like I got clean and then I found some joy and 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 stuff in life. Now what? You know, mm-hmm. like what do I do? And like. It's 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 almost like refinding myself, and and I, I think that that's why I'm I'm slowly doing that, and you can kind of see the journey, <laughs> and I'm so open on Facebook or, or social media, period, that you're gonna be able to watch it, and 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 I'm okay with that, and so it's it's been like um I'm I'm refinding myself and and clean, honestly, I don't know, I used every day for at least ten years, and then before then it was intermittently, so. I don't really know who I, 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 I'm kind of meeting me too, you know? For me, it's like, it's, I don't even, I wouldn't even say rediscovering myself. It's like meeting yourself for the first time. Right, right, exactly. Mm. And, and, and then I've got to be okay with who I find, you know? So, you know, I'll blast a few memes off. That's me. (laughs) And I got to be okay with it too. Oh man, that shit's getting out of hand. (laughs) That's I, a lot of I see you come on every now and then, like, all right, dude, I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna take a time out. I'm gonna burn a time out, and then like 24 yeah. hours later, right. like, I got a 24 hour piece in me. That's <laughs> about it. Um, you know, and the other thing is, man, I like, I like right now it's physicality. I like, you know, hitting the gym. Um, I've gotten into tennis. It just seems weird as fuck, but I dig it, you know. And so, I'm open minded enough to um, golf. I'm not. I, I don't know. You know, I, I went to a driving range and. Um, Every ball seems to go a different way than what I intend, um, but it seems fun. You know, I'm not so sure I got 20 grand to pour into a fucking bag of clubs, Mm -hmm. but whatever, you know. One day, baby, one day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, like, surreal to, like, learn learn a new skill or do something different. I like fucking Um, reading, man. I had to be reminded of that. Half of our conversation was sharing books with each other before we started. So weird. Uh, I want to be this... It's it's funny, because my image and shit is just... It's so different, and, and I've come to terms with it. It's okay. Like, I got a fucking pair of goofy, a, a custom Timberlands that I put together and a snapback on, but, like, I like reading. I like playing tennis, you know, and, and I'll post a ass-eating meme every now and then. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, like, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I was sitting in class today, and I had my my laptop up, and today's the first day of the March Madness okay. college basketball okay. tournament. I've heard of such. You've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. We live in the state of North Carolina, in, oh. case, you, in case you weren't aware. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, I was just reflecting a little bit because I was watching the games, right? The instruct the teachers up there doing a little deal, and I got my ga- the game on yeah. right here, right? Right. And I was, like, I was watching it. It was Florida State was on, and I was watching it, and I was just like, man, I was like, it brought back so many memories because, like, I started to reflect on you know, in the past for 15 years of my life, like, are always like looking for reasons to party. Or like, there was always, every day was a right, reason right. to party. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, my buddy's cousin's sister's birthday, we're throwing down. It's fucking Wednesday. It's Wednesday, dude. Yeah. And so like, we were, it, the 
college basketball tournament. It was like the first day of the college basketball tournament. I would always like take the day off from work, block out the whole, the whole day and yeah. Friday right. and just get after it, right. you know, have our brackets and the boys right, right, probably right. sports bar somewhere and uh-huh. just like letting loose. Yeah. Here I am like sitting in class, sitting in class lame. at a college, <laughs> yeah. um, listening to an instructor talk about, um, various medications that are being used, new medications that are being used to treat substance use disorders. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching a college basketball game and I'm just like looking around. I was like, dude, this is, it's wild, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to, how to meet those same experiences with like a joy and some appreciation right. mm-hmm. that like, yeah, dude, I get to watch these games today. Right. Even though I'm in class and even though I have all this crazy stuff oh, going you on. you get to be in class. Yeah. You know? Right. That's dope. And yeah. it's that perspective. A lot of this has been perspective for me too. Um, like I said, I was that homeless junkie. So when life comes at me, which is coming at me now, you know, I've got my own financial stresses and different things like mm-hmm. that. But like, I was homeless, man, you know, and withdrawing. I lived in Lowe's parking lot one time, withdrawing off a of methadone, you know, like throwing up out my door, you know, people are walking by me looking at me. And I'm like, keep it moving, man. Don't worry about it. You know, like that's I have to remember those things and fucking what can't I handle? How can you stress out about finances? Right. When when that's the deal. Or bro, and then it goes so much deeper. I look at other people's journeys, you know. Um distinctly remember um another young lady in recovery and she gave birth to a a stillborn child and stayed clean through that bro like that's fucking fascinating what Mm -hmm. excuse can i come up with Mm -hmm. to use and 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 where could i ever justify that being a solution Mm -hmm. to anything that's going on you know it's things like that that perception is it's huge for me, you know, yeah. and like at the end of the day, I can get on my fucking pity party and uh, blah, 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 <clears throat> something's going on. But like, I always keep that perception and, and, and that may be what we, the first question, you know, like that may be that, that I remember that rock bottom and I need it. Yeah. Yeah. When talking with Philip, we both shared stories about how some of our most challenging times in our life have come in recovery mm-hmm. and in early recovery. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's just like grounds to like work on knowing that like, here I am facing this X, whatever right. it is, uh-huh. the loss of a loved one or s- extreme right. betrayal or whatever it is, right. you know, facing this challenge and then looking at it from a perspective of like, what can I learn from this? How can this experience not just make me a better person, but allow me to give back and be of service to Mm -hmm. and a leader in the community, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to face this. I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to feel it and I'm going to face it. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to take it out there and I'm going to tell everybody about it and be like, look, you can do this too. Right. Right. You know, it's powerful, man. It's powerful. And, and those, those experiences, right. Once again, it's that perception. You can either fuck, look at what life's doing to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and be a victim. Or you can go, all right, this is where this is at. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to address it. I mean, bro, the only way out of anything is through it, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, I hold on to that, and, and it's it's about that perception, yeah. man. You build on that. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is important to know is that, like, and to just be constantly aware of is that, like, um, you hit on a little bit earlier that, like, there's going to be road bumps, yeah. there's, you know? And, like, uh-huh. it's okay to not, like... 
have it together all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, listen, don't <laughs> underestimate the power of a bad example. Okay? <laughs> That's your boy. Yeah. Exhibit A. <clears throat> I was on spring break last week, dude. Yeah. And like, good for you. What well, Lighten it up. No, dude. Like, <laughs> what I realized, this is this happened to the last two years. Last mm-hmm. year and this year during spring break, I took off from work. So I didn't have anything, any work or anything to do. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't really make a whole lot of plans, you know? And then, like, for the whole entire week, I just literally did not want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Just, like, so, like, I began to, like, look at my life and look at this busy schedule that I place on myself. Mm-hmm. And I began to ask myself, like, do I keep myself busy? And do I have all these things in place because I'm avoiding something? Hmm. Am I, am I, hello? <laughs> am I, like, com- am I uncomfortable in myself to just be able to, like, sit around and, read that book or listen right. to that podcast. Uh-huh. Like I stay so busy with all these different schedules and all these different things happening with school and work and this podcast and all everything that's going on, all the busyness yeah. of life and of recovery. But when I have nothing to do, uh-huh. all, all I want to do is lay in bed, uh-huh. not even watch TV, just like lounge right. and not do nothing. Yeah. So like, what is it? Why? Like, what do like, so I'm looking at it from the, the perspective or the point of view, like, what do I need to work on? Uh-huh. What is the opportunity here for me to grow or do better? You know what I mean? So, so you're looking at it as like you're, are, are you filling up your time as like a defense? Yes. Yeah. Am I avoiding something? Right. Well, how, but how do you find that out? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Because I don't, I, I love. And I always snap out of it. Like Monday came, right, school, right. time to go back to school and boom, hit the, hit the floor running again. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was just a little photo shoot. No big deal. No big deal. <clears throat> yeah. Don't I mind. kept my shirt on. Don't so. mind us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. What do you, well, the thing is, is um, I'm, hi, I'm almost hyper aware now, you know, and I want to uh, overanalyze some shit and maybe I just need to fucking sit down, yeah. you know? And I try to, once again, perspective, like I'll catch a fucking cold or something and I'm bitching about it, but maybe that's my higher power telling me, shut the fuck up for a minute, Mike. You know? yeah. Or you need some rest. Right. Or just chill out, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it isn't about filling up that time. Now, I struggle with isolation. I fucking love it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll find my my house. I'll find the dark corner in there, Netflix and chill. Or I just won't even have anything on mm-hmm. and just, just sit there. And, like, I love it. <coughs> but it can also be toxic, you know? Because if I'm doing that for six hours, I'm, I'm, it's not good. It's not therapeutic. But there's a difference between isolation and solitude, you know. And so I've just I'm I'm trying to find that balance, and it it almost feels good, man. I'm okay with being with myself, which is a weird feeling, and it's not it's foreign. It's not it's not normal for me, you know. Like I'm a, a personality, and I like being around people and all these things. And honestly, it's probably the same perspective as you just shared. Like I'm probably distracting myself from from the. Yeah, so what do I need to look at? That's, right, that's right. the magic question. It's but like, I don't, th- you definitely won't pinpoint that in me. <laughs> what? It's like the plethora of things <laughs> that I could look at. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good question, man. I just, I, I've been thinking about it all week because, you know, school started back up Monday and I just like instantly snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't be as concerning if it did not happen exactly a year ago, the same exact week, requested off from work, yeah. had nothing to do, and literally just like, had trouble getting out of bed. Well, you know what happened. What was is what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I needed to sleep, man. Right, right. Rest but it's it it's it's always like I always I, I struggle with the uh, supposed tos or mm-hmm. I should always be. right, right, right. You know, I should be doing this, and 
blah, blah, blah. But like, who am I to determine that? You know, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it's such a fucking mind fuck. Yeah, it is. You know, the whole, this whole game of life. Right. Is that a yeah. mind fuck? Right. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah, all of it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what about like, I see you in the gym a lot, dude. Mm. Come on. And I want to know a little bit about like the role that plays and obviously your physical health, mental health, and then also your recovery. And like, mm -hmm. how did you, um, is it something that you always like did? Like going back to like maybe pre substance use, like were you always in the gym? Cause you no. talked about well, prior to the show, you talked a little bit about like wrestling and stuff. Mm -hmm. Was it something you were familiar with or is it something that you just kind of like, no, no. Um, it is a new thing. That I and this is good. I'm glad we're gonna talk about it because I like to make fucking jokes and I probably will continue. Um, but like, the gym for me is more than just this. I'm the stereotypical fucking Meat, meathead. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, the beefcake over here, or whatever. But like, the gym has a therapeutic value that I didn't know was there. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 it's for me. It's it's obviously you know if it worked for everyone, everybody be in there. But it, it's it's something that I found <clears> and I love it. And like, it started with all ego. For sure, easy to say. I wanted to look good naked. So I'm going in there and I'm going hot. You know, and like staying in there consistently. And I would say this probably happened within six months of doing, going to the gym four to five times a week. Um, you know, and of course I'm an addict. Surprise. So I was going, you know, every day and I wanted to see results and I wanted this, you know, I wanted all that. And then so I stayed in there consistently for six months, a year. And then I started to find out that like if I didn't go, I felt a little crazy. And it was almost like going to a meeting. It's actually very similar therapeutic value for me. So if I miss the gym for days, I'll feel it, you know? And like if I'm amped up and just want to fight the world, I better get in there or I'm gonna catch an assault charge, you know? <laughs> so so it definitely plays much more of a part than than I anticipated. You know, it was all selfish fucking physical stuff now listen i'm not above saying that i still go there for those things but it's more of an added bonus now now it's more therapy yeah. than anything how about eating right yeah yeah i mean that comes later and listen <clears throat> that's the hard part yeah. you know i had no idea <coughs> but coming in there and picking up heavy shit and putting it back down that's the easy part um and i thought that would be the hard part but everything i do outside you know changing my diet up and all that stuff like i didn't know i'd become that involved should have probably took the junkie mindset into account, you know, that I go hard on everything. So, um, yeah, the diet has been a thing and it's been a continuous journey from wanting to put on weight to cutting weight to always messing with it. There's obviously not a finish line. I think I'll be doing this for life. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I like it. Um, but it's, it's all, it's all, it's a struggle to get, there's not really a balance there. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be a different goal. I want to be bigger. I want to be leaner. I want to, you know, whatever. From definition. It's all aesthetic yeah. too. It's just, this is all for show. <laughs> it's not functional at all. There'll be know. no time I can think of, you know, let's not put that out there. God willing, he'll throw it at me. But like, when do I need to put 200 pounds off my chest? There's, there's no, <laughs> I can't think of a time. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> how about establishing the discipline of going? Was it just something mm -hmm. that you, well, that's, know, what, that's what so many people struggle with. Right. And it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I'm not the most disciplined. But like I found that when I commit to something, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what the rooms have taught me. You know, my 12 step fellowship has taught me like I, I'm I committed to doing 90 meetings in 90 days. 
when I come out of detox this time, like that's what they told me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually give this shit a shot. So I, I listened to that and I did that. I actually committed to that. And then honestly, man, like the, the value of going to meetings and, and learning what meetings were and meeting people and all that, that's dope. And it was awesome. The other hidden benefit there was I found out that I could commit to something and I could actually do it. Follow through. Bro, I hadn't committed to anything. I was married. <laughs> Lost that, you know? <laughs> like, I couldn't commit to shit. So it was cool to find that value back in me to it would build my self-worth a little more, you know, and not be the piece of shit that I thought I was, you yeah. know? And that's bled off into other things. Take like that same gym. mindset to right. the job, mm-hmm. to the gym, to yeah. your diet, to whatever right. it is that uh-huh. that you're placing a focus on. And like the addicts that we are, we just run with it. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> I go to the gym okay. about four days a week. Yeah. Strictly cardio. Yeah. Right. And and that's the other thing, man. It's it's sort of like recovery. There's all different goals in there. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, some guys are going for cardio and CrossFit or they yeah. want to do... It's the cardio. You want to fucking be able to run. My great... Uh, no, he's not. I, sw- I recently swapped sponsorship families, but my ex-grand sponsor, he's a runner, man, and he's doing Ironmans and all this shit. And yeah. it's an admirable, uh-huh. but that's not my goal. But yeah. it's cool to see it, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's all I do, man. I don't mess with any of the weights or anything like that. Um, and what's the deal? Why do you go? <sighs> Come on. Well, I smoked for a long time, yeah. like 20 years. Smoked what? Cigarettes, <laughs> bud, <laughs> all you name it, crack. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny because you'll, you'll hear the addicts. Yeah. And it's like somebody's like, do you smoke? And most of the time, I'm like, what you mean? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Normal people are like, yeah. I do not smoke cigarettes. That's gross. I'm like, meth? I smoke meth a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just like heart health and yeah. clear my lungs a little uh-huh. bit, stuff like that. That's why you started? That's why I started. Okay. Um, but what I quickly learned was the um, the benefits to my brain, dude, the cognitive performance, dude, like yeah. stress and like yeah. anxiety and the things that like, you know, whether it's like a disagreement with a friend or something with my boss or just something that's like on my mind or bothering me instead of like making a like rash decision or yeah. firing off some crazy email like right. go in there and run it out for a half an hour mm-hmm. 45 minutes and then and then you make a unleash. decision right. and the decision that i make is usually much better causes a lot less harm <laughs> for sure <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. um and like it's just it's just it's just amazing to see like what um what that does it's, did you know that before you started it um, but th- that was like that you were, there was a therapeutic value there. I had a, an idea. Yeah. The guy that my buddy Caleb that does the podcast with me, he's mm-hmm. like, he's that ultra marathon runner dude that you're, Jesus that you just God. described. That um, commitment levels off yeah. the chain. And he, he's crazy. Cause he did it. Like <laughs> he started with it, like right out of jail. Yeah. He started running <laughs> marathons. No, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like he started running marathons and, um, he's the dude that ran to Oklahoma along the trail of tears from Cherokee mm-hmm. over here, like 700 and something miles, almost 800 miles. Like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? That's yeah. dope, man. He's some kind of fucking X-Man or something. Animal. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. real. He is dude. Like, yeah. um, where I'm looking to run like a half a marathon in like early April, a couple weeks from now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like 13 miles. Right. And to him, that's like a warm up. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. And to me, I'm like, yeah. better be ready. Right. Better be ready, bro. Right. Well, it's like me lifting with some guy and he's putting five plates on a on a bar, and I'm like, 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but like, I see him, you know, and his level of commitment and all that work that took to get there. Mm-hmm. It was like to like on a normal, like the days it almost like an energy level too. Mm-hmm. on top of it. Like on the days that I don't go, I feel like oh, just yeah. dragging and tired. And it's almost the action of it. You know, it's like I went to the gym today and I can build on that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's, it's uplifting. Create some momentum. Right, right, right. It's not, um, I can always see the difference if I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And I might go in there and lift like shit and fuck around on my phone and post 38 memes and leave. You know, it's possible. It's probably I, more, that's more than possible. Joke. Like I saw Mike at the gym on his phone. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, but like I could totally do that. But still leaving there, I feel better. Yeah. You know, it's just something positive for myself. I went to work this morning, right? Somebody, we had two people quit. I worked this little part-time job mm-hmm. um, outside of being a podcast superstar. I worked right, this like, right, little part-time yeah. job. And no big deal. No big deal. It's dude. a local just celebrity. Little, local, yeah. yeah. Sign autographs at the register right, and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, guys. Yeah. Um, Come on. <clears throat> But uh, so we had a couple people quit on us, right? And so I go this week, just like no notice, like, hey, we're not, I'm not coming back. So we're like really short staff. I told my boss, hey, I come in for a couple hours. So I, before class, I wasn't scheduled. I went to work for like three hours, nine to noon, class from 1230 to 320. And then I had about two hours to kill before I had to be over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I hadn't been in the gym all week because I've been working over there mm-hmm. and doing some podcasts and stuff. So. I hadn't been in the gym all week, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go knock out, you know, at least a half an hour on the treadmill yeah. before I come over here. Expecting to feel like shit, you yeah. know, expecting to just be dragging. Because you hadn't been in there in a minute? And because I had a long-ass day yeah. um, with working in the morning. I had to work late last night, so I had to work late last night and turn around and be at work. Just I had a long day. I expected to just be, like, tired by the time I, mm-hmm. by the time I showed up over here, man got out of that gym dude and i was jacked like ready to go bro. yeah right um, and, and and that's what you were talking about earlier that level of dedication is to acknowledge that you know like when i leave my office after 12 hours i'm zapped mm-hmm. and I, and going home and laying down sounds appealing but the level of dedication is like hitting a meeting after that mm-hmm. and then like i'm i'm rejuvenated you know yeah. and like you recognize that even after a hard-ass day go run for a minute and 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 you're back on top of the world back on it do you it li- takes it takes a lot to get there. It does. You know. Do you listen to music oh, while you're there? While you're there at the gym? Oh yeah. It's, music is another avenue that <coughs> I rediscovered. Like you were saying, what do you do outside of you know how fun? Like I fucking love music, and it's mm-hmm. very eclectic. I'll listen to some fucking hood ass garbage. You know mm-hmm. that does. I don't need it to be lyrically gifted. I don't need to hear a message. I want to hear some trap rap and just thug it out for a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, music's a big part of... Yeah. It's an outlet, man. It's an escape. And I'll listen to fucking Wheezy to Jack Johnson, you know? Like, it's... And I'm all right with that, you know? <laughs> Some guys are coming to my office and they're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, sit down, man. It's fine. Just chill, you know? Or it's fucking Will John. <laughs> what? You know? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, I don't listen to any music when I'm in the in the gym. Really? That's when I get to get my audio books in. Okay. So, so I'll listen. run on that treadmill, dude, and I'll knock out. Like, it t- if I'm in the gym every day, I'll take me about a week to knock out, like, a decent book. length book. Yeah. Um, I listen to, um, well, I listen to podcasts. I haven't done the audiobooks thing. Yeah. I need to look into it, especially what you were talking about. It's, I mean, it's, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, it's, you know, very similar. The only thing that I don't like about it is, like, like if it's something that, like, catches my eye and I want to, like, go back to it or highlight it or take some notes or yeah, something yeah. like that, it's a little more 
cumbersome to do that. What I what I typically do is you listen <clears throat> to them on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a program. Yeah, what what I usually do is if it's like a book that I know I'm going to enjoy, I'll buy it on Audible and on Kindle, the uh-huh. electronic version, right, right. Mm-hmm. ebook, and then they sync up with each other. So as I'm listening oh, to really? it, if I pull up the Kindle, then it'll go right to the page that I would just listen at, and I can take the notes or whatever. Right, right, right. If it's just some random thing, then I won't have it. But I don't listen to books in the gym, and like. So many people come on here and you like, don't listen. I mean, I don't listen to music oh, in the gym, okay. only okay. books. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of have mixed feelings about music, to be honest with okay. you. Let's get into because it. I was such, because I was such like a bar rat yeah. and we'd always go to like shows and stuff like that. It's like one of those things that I haven't really like got my feet wet in recovery. Okay. There's like, cause <laughs> me- memories. Bar rat. Yeah, dude, for yeah, real. Yeah, I can relate. Like memories attached like songs are attached to memories and so like things will come you know what i mean and so uh-huh. like it's hard for me to like to reconnect i guess i haven't created new memories surrounding well, yeah, music and, and recovery right right right. and, and it's almost uh you've got a healthy fear about it i can relate mm-hmm. with it you know it's like i don't want to tempt this beast man this is the hardest thing ever that i've mm-hmm. had to overcome and, and it's all, it's a day-by-day process. There's not, you know, like, got it. He's in the bag. Let's keep it moving, you know? It's like, Next. yeah, I got to stay vigilant, you know? And so I can I can relate with that. But I also, man, I'm such a stubborn-ass junkie, you know? Like, I want to mm-hmm. fight it. And so I had such a hard time surrendering, man. I'm like, I'm not no pussy, you know? But so much power in surrendering, I just didn't understand it. But so I want to <laughs> fight that. And I'm like, where's the freedom in, in avoiding some music that I like. Avoiding anything. Or anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I, I better not go to Ingalls or Walmart because there's alcohol in there and I might get fucked up. Where's the freedom in that? Yeah. You know, and I had to come to terms with that, but like, I, I, <coughs> I push back so hard on that shit. I think it's more that I have learned to enjoy other things mm-hmm. like audiobooks and podcasts right. and reading. But is it, is it that you identify with that instead or are you... Like it's, that's your recovery version of you and not the junkie no, version? It's that, <clears throat> it's that I did so much damage to my brain <laughs> yeah. and I didn't take care of it. Uh-huh. And I didn't like um, have any interest in like learning new things. Uh-huh. I knew one thing and I was getting right. high and fucked right, right. up. Uh-huh. And so now like I'm on a mission to learn as much as I can on like random So you don't things. find any more value in it. I mean, I guess like like if I'm riding in the car, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. Period. Okay. Like period. If I'm at the gym, audio book. You know what I mean? Like I guess if I we're if we're at a party, if we're throwing a party at your at your pad, we crank yeah. up some tunes. That's yeah. cool, right? Right. If I'm at my house and I'm like maybe uh, cleaning house and yeah. vacuuming uh-huh. and doing all the shit, right. maybe I'll kick on some music. But it's not like an everyday part of my life. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like I want to learn and I want to like learn just so that's right. It taps into your interest. I don't know because um, I like that shit too. I usually listen to podcasts as I lay down at night. Mm-hmm. I struggle with anxiety and and fucking future tripping, and I'll lay down and close my eyes, and I'm like, oh, I should have done this today, and I should do this in ten years, you know, and like, and then I'm around around you go, and I won't go to sleep. So I listen to podcasts, and it sort of gets my mind onto something, and then I'll think about it, and that's where I go. Um, but yeah, most of the time, man, like if you come into my office, I'm, I'm rocking it out at yeah. all times. They're coming at 7am and I'm, 
it's your boy DMX. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it is. Uh, yeah. And see, my brain goes to like 96, the USF Sundome, the DMX concert, getting <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Like, that's yeah. where my brain goes. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You better stick with podcasts. <laughs> yeah. right. Learn some shit. Yeah. My, it's probably mindless bullshit. You know, what? Come on. You know, <laughs> all right. This is my guy. <laughs> yeah. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, bro. I posted that a couple of times, man. That's a great video. Um, Shit, I was going to ask you something. Damn. Hey, <laughs> DMX will do yeah, it Yeah, dude, you threw me off with <laughs> yeah. DMX. You I've been doing me. that for days, just hollering about it. What? It's your boy, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What was I going to ask you? I don't know. Um, oh, the music. The reason why I asked you that is because we were talking before the show, uh, you were talking about the guy, David Goggins, who mm-hmm. was on Joe Rogan's podcast a while back, and I was telling you I re- read his book and stuff like that, and he's like one of the baddest motherfuckers on this planet oh, by far. And he, uh, how old is that dude? Uh, mid, mid forties. He's, he's under, just, under 50 for sure. And he's what, I mean, like he's doing all the running and like his body's breaking down. It doesn't yeah. matter. He doesn't listen to that. He yeah. keeps it moving. Keeps going hundred mile, hundred mile races and 20, Across less, deserts. Than, less than 24 hours. Like shit. Oh, who was the guy that, um, <laughs> we'll get on a tangent talking about somebody yeah. else's podcast. The guy that ran across Antarctica. You I that? heard that one too. God, he was yeah. dope too, man. Yeah. That kind of perseverance is it's in, infatuating. It's admirable. The dude was like pushing a 300 pound cart. Yeah, because that's all, his, all he had all his to gear, live on. Material, tent, right. all that stuff. Had never been done. No. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I, just, I never heard of the dude until he yeah. was on there. Uh, but that David Goggins until guy. Until he ran across until the Until he continent. ran across the continent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that David Goggins guy, he's like, um, they asked him to come and speak to. College football team. I don't remember who it was, Tennessee or somebody. Uh-huh. And um, they were asking him, the players were asking him something about if he listens to music while he's working out. Because he has a strict routine. You know, he yeah. goes to the gym, he All runs a certain amount, and then he stretches every night for two hours. He does a two hour stretch before bed. This is the guy, just did, so everybody knows, he did like 4,000 push or pull ups in Con- like 24 hours. Consecutive. Consecutively. Well, I don't even understand. That's like, <laughs> fucking trying to understand the infinite amount of galaxies yeah. or something. What? Can you count that high, bro? Yeah, right. I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah. We'll have to take my shoes off. You know? <laughs> but it took him three times to do it. He broke the Guinness Book of World Records, but it took him three times to God. do it. He tried three times, and the third time he did it. Yeah. Um, but his deal is like, he's like, you know, I don't listen to music. Really? And he, it's that mental training and that mental um, – fortitude to like continue to push and continue to go on. Right. He was talking to the college football players and he was like, what the fuck are you going to do when you're on the field? And that linebacker trucks you and he knocks your fucking head off. You don't have no headphones in there to, in your ear to motivate you to keep going. Right. When you're at the gym, you got those headphones in, you're yeah. jamming that DMX right. and <laughs> you're just pumping that iron, right. <laughs> posting yeah. a meme, pump <laughs> yeah. some iron, posting, right. you're just Do in your rep. zone, dude. Right. You're in, right, the, right. in the flow. <laughs> yeah. Right. DMX fueled flow. DMX fueled <laughs> yeah. uh, meme butthole meme <laughs> meme flow. Yeah, you know. But what are you gonna do? Like when you know you're walking to your car and some dude tries to jack you, or you just get smacked in the face, or you get sucker punched mm. from behind. Like you don't you don't have that thing to keep you going. So you got to like train yourself to do that shit. Yeah, that's what that's what he that's what he's saying. So that totally makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, DMX isn't going to be there fucking, you know, if I'm getting jacked. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it will. Maybe that, all that hard work will pay off. Yeah, I just <laughs> hope so. At least you think twice about it, I yeah. hope. <laughs> I was that dude, man. Like, I'm, uh, you could say blessed, but, like, I got that metabolism that just runs on jet fuel. So, like, mm-hmm. no, I, I played I played basketball in high school. I could have played college basketball at some podunk schools if I stayed on it. But, like, no matter what, eating right all the supplements, mm-hmm. gym in the morning, basketball practice, gym in the afternoon, just like really? hitting it hard. Yeah. I couldn't put on a pound. I weigh the same weight that I did when I was 15 years old. Yeah. No, it's always been a, I'm the same guy. I can relate with that. Like it was, it's always, it's hard for me to put on weight. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I can, I can burn it all. I have to maintain that weight. How do you do it? I, I, it's, it's diet and, and, and commitment. I've got to stay in the gym. I've got to keep training my body to, pick up the 200 fucking pounds that I'll never be able to do it or never need to. But like, that's where I need. And it's, it's all for the aesthetics of it and everything. But like, if I don't, my metabolism's off the chain and I'll just burn it off. Now, listen, when I was on the methadone for fucking two years, I was a 260 pound slob of a man. So, you know, it can go either way, but that, you know, that was, uh, that substance put it there. And then, you know, when I decided to go with methamphetamines, I was 140 pounds. So that's six foot two. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it definitely takes some, it's funny because I talk about this and some people hate it. I don't know if you've caught in any kind of fucking salt from it, but like if I talk about how hard it is to gain weight, you'll hear a, a gaggle of women going, that's bullshit. Shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. You know, I'm like, but it's still my problem. I've had that since I was 15 years old. Right. That it's, echo. It's hard, of, it's hard to put yeah. weight on. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I always I have your problem. Mm-hmm. Say that again. It's a problem. Dodge ram it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's been like that my entire life, dude. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole like um, cannabis, CBD? <laughs> yeah, let's, we're going to get into Can some, I just, <laughs> yeah, let's throw just some shit throw in some the mix. Shit, I like happens. to be controversial yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So it's, it's all, I'm going to come from my place for mm-hmm. me. Cause I've seen it do different things and I don't want to, I'm not speaking about the kid that cannabis is fixing his seizures by yeah. all means, take your medicine, you know, like, and, and who am I to fucking judge? I'm definitely not a doctor. I think we've established this thus far. Um, you know, uh, if you listen to us for the past hour and you think right. that he is. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're there, well then I'll show you how to get clean. So anyway, um, you know, I've had a sponsee, man. So this is the consequence that, that I relate with and, and, and this is the kind of junkie that I am. So I, I never want to tempt fate with, with, with my disease. I've seen the wreckage firsthand. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. And, and that could start out with something as simple as, Bro, listen, I've I've taken <laughs> I was prescribed an antidepressant, suffered with depression. And um and honest, honestly, I think it's a consequence of my actions. But like I so I took one antidepressant and then my junkie mindset was like, okay, if this makes me feel less depressed, let's take the twenty-three left and take them all and let's see what we got. So then I lose muscle control and my eyes won't stop twitching and things like that. So that's where I'm at. I can't trust myself with those different mm-hmm. kind of things. So I don't want to trigger my beast in me. So the CBD that that the people are using or whatever, like I had a sponsee that did this. He mm-hmm. he start, he talked to me about it beforehand, which was cool. You know, he's like, "Hey man, I'm thinking about CBD, and and I, it was for anxiety or sleep or something like that." And I'm like, "Okay, well let's look at it." You know, like have, first off, have you exhausted everything else 
before we go straight to a substance and fix it. You know, like if you exhausted everything and like he's sort of on the fence about it and he's like, okay. So it comes to, I mean, listen, this is your journey. If you want to do that, that's fine. It's not going to be something that I'm going to do unless it's, you know, I don't know, but it's going to take a lot to get me there. So if you want to do that, cool. And then I'll be here for you and let's just talk about it. Well, first things first, if you take CBD oil, you're going to fail a drug test for THC. I'm a drug testing coordinator at my sober living facility, and I've tried this multiple different ways. If you have a bottle that says THC free, well, the FDA doesn't monitor that. They can say yeah. what the fuck they want. It doesn't. Um, so either way, you're going to pop on. A so drug what you're test. saying is you've seen individuals test positive for cannabis. Oh, yeah. That, that every time. Every time. Every time. Okay. And no matter what their bottle says. Yeah. So I, I'm, maybe there's a variation out there that I haven't seen, but thus far, yeah. every time you'll pop positive on a dip test mm -hmm. for THC. Now I can send it to a lab and then they'll, they'll tell me the levels, but it's still in there. It's a different <coughs> strain of THC, but it's mm -hmm. still, still going to pop. So anyway, um, this, this, <laughs> guy, this guy did this and, and then he, he struggled with it. He came in and, 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 and tested, you know, and he's like, oh, that blows my mind, you know, and those kind of things. I'm like, yeah, well, it's all right. You know, we'll just keep looking at it like and 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 keep you've got to be brutally honest with where you're at with it and why you're using it. Only you're going to know your intentions. You know, nobody else is going to. If I take 10 Advil trying to get high, then I know my intentions behind it. It's going to fuck with me and it's not going to get me high. So anyway, um, he did that. Well, it, in, at the end of his road, he ended up using heroin and almost dying. You know, and then he relates with that like it started there and then slowly trailed off. So I'm not willing to do that today. I don't have mm -hmm. anything that would make me willing to do that. Um, that's not for me to fucking decide if you are, yeah. you know, but I'll be here yeah. and, and I'll share my experience with it. And, and hopefully just so much hype about it. dude. I know like it's, it's, everywhere it's you turn and bro, like I said, I don't fucking, I don't claim to know everything. That's yeah. for sure. Never been accused of being a genius, you yeah. know? So like, are there circumstances and, and sure. And if you don't struggle with addiction, by all means, you know, but like, it's not, it's not where I'm at. Yeah. And I, I almost, I don't want to be different than anybody, but I'm an extreme fucking junkie. I know that for myself. So I got to mm -hmm. be vigilant in all aspects, yeah. but it is like, it's all the hype and I'm sure there's medicinal value there. Yeah. I think that unless you're targeting like a specific ailment, I don't like for me, a person in recovery. Well, at what cost? <clears throat> so it's like, sure. It could probably help me with my anxiety. Or maybe it could help me with my sleep. Or I'm sure there's some kind of benefit there. But then what? Mm -hmm. You know, is if if it's helping me with my anxiety, and then I end up fucking smoking crack, then the consequences are yeah. far outweigh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <coughs> um, my experience with it was that um, my experience with it was that I tried it a while back, and it was too close to cannabis. Okay. Right. So right. I tasted it. Yeah. It tasted like bud. Yeah. Right. And so it was like exactly as they described it, like a body uh -huh. relaxing right. type effect. However, because my addict brain tasted the cannabis. Yeah. And I'm talking about just a little drop on your right, tongue, right. you know? Because my addict brain I kind of miss that taste too. I don't want to fucking yeah, remember that. Beautiful. <laughs> right. It smells fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my brain instantly went to like something's missing. So I got the bodies relaxing. Right. 
got the taste in my mouth, yeah. but I didn't get high. Right. You know? I'm missing the high. And like where it, like I'm waiting, you know what I mean? And right, then I found right. like, maybe I should take some more. Maybe I should, and then it's just uh-huh. like the ball started rolling. So I immediately hit the brakes on. I was like, I don't need this. Right. Like, I don't have any ailments for it. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a solid place with my recovery, mentally, physically, spiritually, all you know, right. across the board. I'm good. Like I don't have Why anything. Why would I throw this? However, in? somebody that I, I'm very close with, um, tried it around the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done a lot for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know somebody like that too, which is why we get to allow the freedom of each person. Yeah, figure it out. But so, sometimes you learn the hard way and then you end up like that. God, yeah. right. It's so like, it's definitely not like my experience tells me that it's definitely not like the miracle drug that they, right, every, right, right. that everybody says that it is. Well, what was it before? It's, there was gabapentin before. Mm-hmm. And now know? they're ab- abusing that. Uh, exhibit A. <laughs> Bro, let, let me tell you the kind of addict that I have been. So, um, go to detox. I went to, I went to this one detox 13 different times, just this one, you know? And so I go and then, um, I find out the gabapentin kind of gives me a body buzz. So here I am still, I'm still during this part of my journey. This is towards the end, probably 28 to 30, somewhere in there. I didn't get clean this time until 32. So 28 to 30, 30, somewhere in there. Um, I find out the gabapentin's going to give me a body bus. So then I work the doctors over. I'm trying to find a way to be clean and be high. I, I just didn't believe you that that wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. So I was going to find it. Okay. And so I got your, I got the answer once you're done with your story. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Can't wait. So, <laughs> um, does not involve a substance. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Well, that's debatable. So anyway, I, um, I decided that I was going to work the doctors over and I'm going to get the maximum amount that you're allowed to prescribe. And then I'm going to bump that up. He gave me like a hundred more milligrams of that a day. So I think I was at like 3,700 milligrams a day. Yeah, just getting it on up there. And then I'm I'm wobbly. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. So then when I leave that detox, they they discharge me with a 30-day supply of it. Mm. So now I've got this ginormous bottle of it. And I'm 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 pretty sure I'm homeless at this time. I'm running <laughs> the streets anyway. So um my aunt was on her way to come and get me or something and I decide to take, and, and I don't think this is an underestimate or an overestimation, is like about 20,000 milligrams of this shit. You know, I'm just handfuls after handfuls, bro. I'm, I'm gagging trying to get it all down. <laughs> and I end up taking all this. Well, by the time I get to my aunt's house, which is in Canton, not far from here, but she picked me up from Asheville. By the time I get there, I end up falling out on, and, and passing out on the couch. And like, she just thought I was sleepy or whatever. And then I ended up shitting myself. So not a, not a glamorous, glorious mm-hmm. story, but that's where I'm at. And I found a way to fucking eat enough gabapentin to do some shit like that to me. So <laughs> yeah, you can definitely get high and I've done it. Uh, <laughs> have you ever tried? Oh, here we go. Meditation. Mm. Hold up. Can you spell that? <laughs> um, you know, I can, this is funny that I, I, I try to be mindful of things that I keep hearing. And this is one of them mm-hmm. um, is, 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 you know, sit down for three minutes, Mike, and just, you know, stop. Mm-hmm. And and I did some meditation when I worked the 11th step the last yeah. time through the steps. So I did some, it's not comfortable for me, uh, and I don't practice it on the daily. My closest thing to meditation is like getting in the gym, gym. putting some headphones in, and, and tuning out for a minute and sweating, yeah. you know? The shit saved my life, bro. Okay. It That's, did. Um, it's a renounding or it's that that's a, a there's a common theme there yeah. that everybody tells me about meditation. It did, dude. And like 
Um, so those what does that, that look like? Those that haven't tried it or maybe resistant yeah. in, a, in a similar way that you have. My uh-huh. girlfriend's one of them. Yeah. Um, just like, it doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I can't sit still. I can't stop my brain. I can't do this. I can't do that. See, can't. Can't. Get that word. Get the fuck out of here with yeah. that word. But Not it, willing. And that's like a misunderstanding of what the process is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more about sitting with what's present. Yeah. Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you mm-hmm. upset? Are you stressed? Are you happy? Joyful? And, and that's, Grateful? What that, are, what's going on with you today? As you say those things, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying to sit down and look. To know what's happening. Right. To be aware of it. Yeah. I had a friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and he showed up to a meeting. Um couple weeks ago mm-hmm. he's like listen man like shit's been going down i've been smoking i've been smoking weed my girlfriend's fucking pissed <laughs> she's gonna, she knows I'm, you know i'm an addict she's fucking pissed she's gonna kick me out if i don't start coming back to meetings and, and we had we talked one-on-one for an extended period of time and um had a conversation about cbd and like what those effects were mm-hmm. and it was a refuge recovery meeting so a part of the meeting is a 20 minute Group guided meditation. Uh-huh. That's like um, at the beginning, right? The beginning. Have you been? I've no, but I've heard plenty. Dude, I would highly suggest. I know. It, I need bro. to check it out, bro. You do. I'm I'm on deck. Yeah. I'll check it all out. You know. Yeah. Definitely. You take shoes off and all that. You can. So yeah. I'll pop the J's off. Yeah. Put them. Put them up. The door. Put them up by the door. Maybe yeah. on a shelf. They have a little okay. little shoe shelf deal yeah. over at Urban Dharma downtown. Do I need to wear sleeves. You don't have to wear okay. sleeves, dude. That's perfect. That's you never seen a monk or not without sleeves? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was talking to him about, he was asking, we were talking about CBD and like the effects of that. And um, we started the meeting and just meditated for like 20 minutes. At the end of the meditation, I was like, that's what CBD feels like. He opened, really? he opened his eyes. I'm like, that's what CBD feels like. Your yeah. body is just relaxed, dude. Uh-huh. You, you're literally, and this, this particular meditation was kind of like a body scan where you really place your awareness, the awareness of your mom, mm-hmm. in any sensations of the body, any tightness, any tension, and you just try to like loosen it up, loosen up your body. With your thoughts. The thoughts come and go, man. I mean, you right. don't you don't pay attention to them. I've heard I've heard certain things. So I, I've been trying to look <laughs> into this, and it's like you got to be okay with your thoughts mm-hmm. and they come and then you just let it go and like, don't try to control shit. Right. Don't try to control shit. Yeah. Allow them to come well, and go. That's a struggle. Like they say, like the metaphor, like the clouds passing through the sky, yeah. you know, that's a thought, another uh, thought bubble. And instead thought of, bubble. Oh, that's that thought. I shouldn't be thinking that let's change, you know, and you don't necessarily identify with the thoughts like, Oh fuck, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like whatever you don't identify, you just allow them to kind of, cause like the concept or idea is that like, you know, you don't necessarily, cultivate your own thoughts like these thoughts will come mm-hmm. out of nowhere right. they're not you no right? you didn't generate them on right. your own or intentionally and you want to control that uh-huh right you think that you do right i mean i started meditating in um solitary confinement in a butt naked in a suicide blanket mm-hmm. in the basement of the Ocala, Florida jail. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I hope co- I don't have detoxing, to get there. Detoxing off of met, uh, MDMA and crack. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, for, for, for the people that tell me that like, oh, my mind won't do it or this and that, it's like, I know you do. <laughs> you know? You you put yourself, that's the David Goggins of, of meditation. That's the David Goggins. Of, well, I had, I knew that it would work. Yeah. I knew that it would work because I had. Had you tried it before? On court order treatment 10 years before. Okay. 
So court ordered treatment ten years before to get my license back. DUI, mm-hmm. school, court, yeah. whatever. Right, right. This guy's teaching meditation. He's teaching um, simple stuff like counting your breath and body scans and mm-hmm. like candle gazing, where you just kind of like stare into the candle. Real simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would go there once a week for like fourteen weeks for an hour, and we do this in a group setting. And I didn't know it at the time because my intention wasn't to change my lifestyle. Right. So I was going to fulfill my obligation to the courts, not right, to right, get right. better. So, but while I was there. It doesn't matter how we hear the message. While I was there, I experienced relief. That's dope. Right? I, I experienced like space mm-hmm. between the chaos that goes on in my mind right. and the reality. There was creating some space and I experienced a ton of relief. So fast forward 10 more years when shit hit the fan and I'm down <laughs> there, down there again, yeah. and I'm right. down there with this suicide blanket on in the basement of this jail. <laughs> I've, I've had the turtle suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm like, okay, the shit worked a long time ago. I'm oh, stuck and you're down in here. A, a solid state of desperation. Solid state of desperation. Yeah. Um, and I'm, so my mind just goes back to what, gave me the last bit of relief. Right. And it was that. And so I just started doing it. I started doing it. And then when I got out of jail and So you were in solitary confinement. Just for like that night, suicide watch or whatever. Just for that night. Yeah. But that was the night that you discovered that there could be some relief. Yeah. And then you continued from there. I started the meditation in that jail cell. Okay. And then when I got out, I started researching meditation based recovery. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came up was refuge recovery. And that's how I got connected with refuge recovery. And then I started doing it. And the more you do it, Right, right. It's a skill. It's of like course. lifting weights. Right, it's right, like right. creating that momentum. See what you're doing it's like here. playing tennis. <laughs> yeah. The more you do it, the more right. space that you will create, the uh, more you'll be able to concentrate, um, the more the less you will be distracted by the thoughts or the noise or whatever. So what's what's the point? I think you're changing you're changing the way that you relate to your mind and you're kind of learning Essentially, a lot of this recovery stuff that we just talked about today, like you're learning how your disease works. Right, right. You're learning yeah. how your mind works. Mm-hmm. So when you start to feel like, oh, uh, this person did something to me and you start like <laughs> getting a resentment towards yeah. them or something like that, you can be like, catch it and know that, oh, no, that's just my mind doing what it is. And you, it allows you to like let that shit go. So do you see an added benefit like throughout your day? Dude, huge. Okay. Enormous. Okay. Dude, enormous. And I've been doing it for... You struggle with, uh, so here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm a, I got a bit of a temper, you know, and um, I was that guy until that's, recovery. That's what I've been suggested to, mm-hmm. to deal with that. Yeah, it 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 creates that space between like identifying identifying with the thoughts, so it allows you to stop yourself before you would act on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It allows you to kind of like pause. Yeah, there's a therapeutic value of a pause. Yep, there's a, yeah. Enormous. Oh, huge. <laughs> enormous. Yeah. It allows you to it allows you to pause to recognize that something's happening. Pause and then. Oh, that pause is yeah. crucial. But, I was uh, I was quitting smoking. This will be a fun story. This is all alleged. Um, <laughs> I, I quit smoking. Um, shit. At right at two years clean. And I just wanted to do something. I'm in the gym. I'm changing my diet. I'm doing all these things. And yet I'm still smoking cigarettes. And it's just, it didn't make sense. And and what am I getting from it? It was all just, I'm habitual. Patterns. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I quit. And I just stopped. I ended up getting sick. I had like a, 
a cold or something, and I, I didn't want to smoke during that time. So it was about two days clean off of uh, nicotine, you know, and smoking. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump from here. Yeah, here we go. So I jumped, and, and it was okay, man. Like, you know, the physical draw or nothing. Like, I've quit dope. Like, mm-hmm. come on. I can get through this. And um, the thing was, my temper, <laughs> it was through the roof. It elevated. And I remember this guy. So this is two years clean, mind you. I've got some <laughs> some spiritual principles under my belt, you know, and, and some some life changes. And uh, this guy cuts me off in traffic, man. And I'm losing my fucking mind, like gripping my steering wheel. He cuts me off once. Then I get around him, cut him back off because I'm a spiritual warrior, you know. And then he comes back and he cuts me back off. And then we get jammed up in a traffic jam. So that's it. I'm out of the car. I'm coming up to his door. And I pull on his door handle, man. Like, who the fuck am I? First off, they'll take me. You're lucky you didn't get shot, bro. First off, so many variables run through my mind later. Because I didn't take the pause that we just talked about. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm opening his door. Me and him are going to have a conversation. It's probably going to involve assault charge. So then they'll take me to jail clean. Yeah, they don't. I could stand in front of the judge and go, but judge, I have a sponsor and I've been clean over. I got two years, man. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, what do you mean? Yeah, they'll take me to jail. And then the other thing is, like you just mentioned, these uh, this is I'm in the Bible Belt. He could be just a God fearing American carrying a 357, and and Lord knows, I can't win a fight against that guy or that gun is gonna stop me. So there was all these kind of consequences that run through my head, and I'm like, oh wow. So I quit smoking and um. I lost the therapeutic value of a pause there for a minute. But once again, things like that. And you know what? I'm allowed to make mistakes. Thank God it didn't turn out bad. There's 60 people around us in a traffic jam. I'm like, I'm getting ready to be on the internet for sure. And then they're going to be like, that's that Michelangelo guy. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker posts some memes. I know him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. So there's that, you know. How difficult was it to quit smoking the rest of the process? Did you notice the anger? How long before the anger subsided? Yeah, that that was the most severe um, withdrawal symptom, if you will. Uh, it lasts about two weeks. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's that perseverance and that no commitment. vaping or nothing. No. Just come on, man. I've, I've done methadone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was like, I'm not going to vape. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to go. Do I have a horror? I have a horror story for, uh, quitting smoking. Mm. I, I stopped smoking like two. It's a struggle, man. You know, I've seen addicts struggle with quitting yeah. smoking more than Fucking anything, you know? Yeah, it is, dude. It's it's I wonder what tough. the deal is. They say the nicotine is more. I mean, uh, but some people addictive. just kick it like you, right? Some people and like I know many many people just and kick I it. I am, you know, from the stories we've developed so far, I'm a, a nightmare junkie. Yeah. So I'm by, by no means am I like above it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just kicked it. I'm cured. No, yeah. it's just I put down the the smokes for, to vape. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 2016. <clears throat> So after like two and a half years of doing that, I'm like, why am I still doing this? You know, this is just like a month ago. Oh, I'm like, why am I still vaping? Right. Why? So I um, was like, all right, I'm going to quit vaping. Uh Totally quit vaping. Yeah. I don't need that stuff no more. Uh So I started using the old nicotine lozenges. Okay. Piece of cake, dude. Those are fucking nasty. These aren't too bad. These little Walmart deals are not too bad. Lower, lower dose, but I started using those. Piece of cake, dude. No issues, right? Okay. I like Two weeks of nicotine lozenges, um, dropping down in doses, dropping down in doses. I got down to no nicotine. I went like two or three weeks without any nicotine at all. I was just using mouth, like a mouth, uh, mouth cough drop, mouth, not cough drop, like a, what am I looking for? Mm, you got me. 
little sucker deal, you know, okay. sugar-free uh, breath mint. Okay. It's like so sugar-free breath mints. And, um, With like, no nicotine. No nicotine. Okay. Just breath mints right. throughout the day. Just if I candy. need something, little candy deal, yeah. sugar-free, okay. easy on the teeth. Yeah. And um, I did that for almost a month, right? I had no nicotine in my body. Huh. My teacher gives us an assignment in class, 10-day challenge to give up a substance, give up a behavior or substance in your life give, huh. to give something up for 10 days. Yeah. She's like, if we're training you guys to be substance abuse counselors, I want you to, cause there's a lot of people that aren't in recovery, uh-huh. you know, in the classroom right? <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> to each of their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. um, she's like, I want you guys to know what it's like to ask somebody. Did you not raise your hand, ma'am? I just went through this. Yeah, quick crack a little while back. Does that count? (laughs) Can I just write a paper about that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I chose coffee. Okay. Right. Uh I chose coffee. How long ago was this? This was like two. This was three weeks ago. Okay. This recent. You're not on the challenge, and I'm witnessing a relapse. No, no, it's over. It's over. Okay. But here we go. All right. I did like the first four days of coffee were a piece of cake. I didn't say caffeine. I said coffee. So I'd wake up, I'd have a cup of tea in the morning. So you're still getting caffeine. Later in the yeah, still getting caffeine. Yeah. Later in the day, I'd have, you know, a Pepsi or just something, something light to get a little caffeine monster, sugar-free monster or something. Yeah. It was going great. Five yeah. days in, I'm like, dude, I got this piece of cake. Like I was like plan, I was already Cured. I was already planning, like, all right, dude, I'm just gonna have one cup of like when it's over, I'm just gonna like because I'm not gonna all day carry this thing around. Like <laughs> it's 810 right now, and I got a full right, cup right, right here. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I was like, I'm just going to have like one cup a day. I'm going to limit to like at the house before I leave one cup yeah. of coffee. Get I'll on just track. Just one. This is going great. Right. Day six, I wake up and my nicotine cravings just like shot through the really? roof. Nicotine. I didn't yeah, care about right, the coffee. Right, nicotine. Right. Next thing I know, I'm bumming a cig from a girl at school. You know where the story goes. Okay, right. Bought a pack that night, uh, another pack the next day. Later, I sm- you're fucking handing out sexual favors. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're Dude, going. Dude, I smoked for 10 days. I smoked cigarettes for 10 days. Bro, you went through a 10-day detox from coffee and jumped on oh, to cigarettes. a 10-day cigarette binge. Binge. <laughs> and then I gave that up, and now I'm back okay. with a little like mini pod vape and yeah. a pocket full of lozenges. Okay. It's just like, it's so crazy how the drugs interact with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so many people struggle with nicotine specifically. I wonder why, um, I wonder, because I see this happen to people and like now people ask me like, how did you quit smoking? And I'm not so sure I've got like the fucking answer. You know, my experience is what (laughs) I've got and and it's kind of uncommon. It's like that. I've got a, you know, there's, there's those alcoholics you meet that they just stopped, you know, and like, okay. So it's, it's, there's not really a therapeutic value there. I don't guess, but people come to me and they ask, you know, like, and I see people, so many people struggle with, you know, like I quit smoking for, you know, a fucking month and then I just pick it right back up. And it, 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 it boils down to me. It's like, I don't use no matter what. And I kind of associate that with cigarettes. Cause there's sometimes people are just kicking <coughs> it and I'm like, well, maybe I want to hit that. You know, I, I miss a fucking good Newport every now and then, you know? And it's like, well, I don't want to hit that. But, but then I know there's no such thing as just one. I've never used one of anything, you know, nothing in my life. Right. Fucking lace potato chip included, you mm-hmm. know, so there's not just one and I don't fool myself with that anymore, but I see so many people struggle with it. And then the other thing is they use it as a coping mechanism. I was stressed out. So I smoked. Well, what the fuck did that do? Did it change it? <laughs> no, man. It's just your mindset. Super temporary. Right. Um, my buddy, you might know him, James Skelton. 
Mm. I'm terrible with names. Yeah, he. Uh, I, was, I, I was hanging with him this I, weekend. I love you, James. Yeah. Yeah. good guy. <laughs> I was hanging with him this weekend at that. We had a Southeast Regional Refuge Recovery Conference, and I was hanging with him this weekend. And he just recently quit, like last year, and he was like, "Cold turkey, bro." Yeah, it's cold turkey, dude. Right. You know, this dude's got like long time, uh-huh. long time clean, long amount of clean time. Me and him would always smoke like a motherfucker at meetings. Right. He's like, just cold turkey, dude. Cold yeah. turkey, and here I am, like. Well, but but right, everybody's you know? journey is just different. Yeah. So, yeah, you look at it and see what you're holding on to. Is it is that bad, though? Oh, yeah. Is I it? think, I mean, it's like one of those, it's just like the CBD cannabis debate, yeah, you know, right, for right. every research study that says it's okay. There's a, five other studies I've that seen, say it's bad. I've seen vapes explode huh? and cause legit damage. This girl I mm-hmm. know, she had her fucking leg melted. Um, <coughs> I've seen the popcorn lung thing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't think there's any long-term studies there. You know what it comes down to, man? It's like, do I feel convicted? And then I address it. You know, if I, if I don't feel convicted about smoking weed, then by all means, I'm going to go at it. But like, if I feel convicted about it, then I need to look at it. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't, anything going into my lungs, I just don't see. I can't. What's the it. point? Right. You're what's breathing th- water vapor that doesn't belong yeah. in there. Nothing belongs in my lungs besides oxygen. Yeah, salt, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Salt nick. You get some salt in there. Salt nicotine water vapor. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like the fucking meth science, lab, dude. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Right. He goes Walter White <laughs> suit. Oh man. Um, so what's what's on the horizon for you, bro? Like, uh, what where do you see this thing going? Curing. Tell me. Curing something. the world, bro. One junkie at a time. I don't know, man. I try not to future trip too much, yeah. you know. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of long-term goals. Okay. Um, for the reason that like most, I'm a, I'm a fan of like working towards something, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of long-term goals because man, my long-term goals change by the minute, dude. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and here's the thing. I, I'm very, um, aware of, I don't want to set myself up for failure because it's just discouraging as fuck, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I've had guys, you know, some of my sponsees will be like, uh, Mike, I'm slacking on my meeting, so I'm going to do a 90 and 90. And I'm like, bro. You can't come to a meeting. Right, right, right. <laughs> let's start there. Yeah. But like, let's not jump off. You're going to commit to 90 and 90. I'm not denying that you can do it. But like, if you're struggling now, why would you go to that extreme? And then you're going to set yourself up for failure. And then you're you're going to fucking doubt your whole program. So let's, let's do seven and seven, you know, and start mm-hmm. somewhere there. And like, so... Those little kind of goals there, um, and sometimes it's just for fucking today, you know, of course, yeah. like some days, bro, I'm just going to stay clean. Yeah. But um, I th- I'm always, I have this passion to help people, and like <coughs> it's it's legit in me. I, I, I have a, a certain amount of love for the addict, and, and, and I can't deny it. And, and, and I found this passion to where now when I go to work, it's not work, man. It's like I want to help somebody. And that comes with its own set of struggles, man. But, you know, it's like that's where I want to be. So I know that I'll stay doing that, you know, as long as people can look past my stupid fucking memes and my shirtless or sleeveless <laughs> nightmare facade, you know, and like allow themselves to Summertime, get to know me. Baby. Right, it's coming. <laughs> I'm excited. You know, I'll be doing volleyball every Sunday. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but if people can get past that, um, and, and see that, you know, my intentions are, are pure and I, I legit want to help people, you know, and like that's that's definitely 
that's going to be the constant. Where that goes, I don't know. Uh, you know? No plans of like opening up stuff, maybe, getting maybe. into stuff. Just yeah, I don't want to confine it. Being you know? of service, let's not put it in a box. Uh, you know? that's fucking ever expanding. I'm going to be of service. Uh, yeah, and 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 <clears throat> we'll go from there. Um, I want to reach as many people. You know, when you start getting it, I, I'm sure you can relate. Like once I figured out that I'm not like this doomed junkie that's going to die in a gutter somewhere or something. Like I want everybody to know it and I want everybody to get it, you know, and like go from there. So fuck, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I might be mayor next year. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That'd be dope. <laughs> I think I got the junkie vote. I don't know how many of us sure, are out there. Dude. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I was, I might just... have to clean up the memes. <laughs> no. I'm not so sure I'm willing not to do that. Not this day and age, man. Like a Trump, dude. I mean, yeah. Trump on Twitter. Oh, bro. And he's yeah. entertaining it's... as fuck. Yeah. I can't believe somebody's not there like, Smacking the phone out of his hand, like when he or gets on taking Twitter, it in the middle of the night and switching it out for doing? a different phone. These two hundred forty yeah. characters are ruining you. Yeah. It's character assassination. Yeah, but I like to watch. Um, I'm telling you, dude. Like you're definitely, you're definitely someone that people in the community look up to. God. For real, dude. Like I, I want you to like look at me in the eyes and own that shit. I know it's a struggle. It's because tough. like, um, it's authentic. Right. Like I started off the show talking about like posting the memes and having a sense of humor and yeah. being that loud dude that like yeah. um just like owns his shit. And yeah. like that the way that's how the newcomer connects. Right. Because uh -huh. they they can relate to you more than that whoever. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like and so People look up to you. I don't even know your crew or nothing like that, but like people look up to you, bro. Yeah. And like I think that that's something to be like proud of. Like this, this whatever you're doing, whatever you've done, whatever you've learned, right? You've you're, you've been able to like take all of that those experiences, develop a skill set, apply it to your life, and then share it. Right. 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 It's man, that's it's a double edged sword, and it's humbling, man. I, I appreciate you pointing it out, and and it's cool to see from an outside perspective that that's what it looks like and and that's what it is and that, and and I have a certain amount of responsibility that I didn't ask for you know with this and and so I I have struggled with that like people expect me to be this spiritual warrior or something and then and then there's you know then there's also me and and I'm not this um and I might hold myself to that standard too but but I'm a loud, goofy fucking dude, man, and and I love that about me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be me, you know, and like, it it, it, it people come at me like I'll get some old timers, you know, and they're like, Mike, how are you posting that fucking ass eating meme, you know, when people look up to you, and I'm like, I don't know, man, it, it's me, and I'm, I'm did finding you read it? It's hilarious. Right. That's what I would say. <laughs> did you not fucking laugh? And they're like, Well, maybe, but right, you know, but like it does come with its certain amount of response. But I I, I honestly. I use that for the greater good. You know, I, I recognize that people look up to me and, and it's, it's very humbling, but it's also mind blowing. Cause I'm that homeless junkie. Like who the fuck am I, man? You know, but, uh, but I don't negate it, you know? And so I try to use it to the best of my ability. And that's, it's only to help somebody, you know, and I try to make sure I just, I bring it with love. And, and honestly, that may be why I'm looked up, looked up too, because I don't think I'd be given that gift if I was using it for something else. You know, I don't think the universe would allow it. I don't think that um, I would be given this amount of influence if I was doing something negative with it. It'd be taken yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Do you make any of those memes yourself, or do you have do you have people make them for you? No, no, no. Um, I do have quite a few plugs. People send them to me. Um, mm -hmm. I I probably post ninety eight percent of them are just fines, fines you know, yeah. and then. You know, it, it just goes with my sense of humor. Apparently, there's a lot more people out there just as fucked up as me. So it, it's, it's oh, a there good is, feeling. Yeah. yeah, there is. But yeah, I, I make some of them, you know. Um, some, most of the time, it's just my buddies or something. I'll roast you up, you know. I know somebody's asked you, has, has had to have asked you this before. Oh, here we go. That um, big goofball, loud, loud wild, uh -huh. meme posting freak. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about... Um, Doing any of the uh, like open mic, like stand up gigs and shit, man. So I did, um, I did a, a set back in like right after high school, some somewhere around there, 18, 19 years old, something like that. And it's 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 tough. It's it's been a dream of mine, man. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely something I want to look into. I don't want to confine myself to. How prepared me. were you for that gig? Did you uh, not, like? Uh, and I had like three minutes. You know? Yeah. And it's easy for me and you to sit here and, and I'll make you laugh, get a crowd of people that don't know anything about me and then like, and then make them laugh. It's tough. I'm going to bounce an idea off of you. I actually talked to, oh, here we go. I actually, <laughs> I actually presented this to Lauren Garvey a while back and okay. we hadn't, um, we never really did anything with it. Uh -huh. And I have not shared this publicly, but here we go. I was talking with breaking her. news, breaking news. Here it comes. Um, I was talking with her about like creating a, like a writing club. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> getting together, like working on some material mm. independently and okay. then getting together once a month for however long it takes to develop a brief set. Okay. And then going... A set consisting of? 10 to 15 minutes. Of what? Improv? Fucking comedy, yeah. Okay. Jokes, right. man. I dig it. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, all right. Just stories, dude. Yeah, well, I didn't know if you want to yeah. do an interpretive dance or what. I mean, I'm fucking <laughs> down fucking with that, rave, too. Fucking rave, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that, too. Um, and create, like, a, uh, you know, some sort of, like, recovery-themed stand-up show. Okay. Consisting of... Bro, that's a dope-ass idea. Consisting of three to four co comics... Yeah. Three to four people, comics, comics wa yeah. wannabes, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Who like, and I'm not talking about just like showing up at a open mic with like you know some notes and shit. I'm talking about putting some effort into it. Yeah, and like working on some solid material, like writing some shit out, right? And then fine tuning it, writing it out, setting up a recovery themed gig so mm -hmm. that those who show up know what they're walking into. It's not like you walk up on stage and say, yeah, I'm Mike, I'm the fucking addict in recovery, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You right. know, like they know what they're going, they know what they're showing up to, whether it's like an event. Recovery <clears throat> themed, meaning. Just that they know that like the materials it's gonna be related, related to. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, there's so many jokes we got. <clears throat> I know. You know, just in the stories, all you gotta do is add some uh, punchlines and. Bro. Yeah. Right. Right. We've got some shit. Yeah. That, well, that's, that's the deal. Real life is funny. Mm -hmm. You know, real life is funny. Oh, and when you go to a, 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 a stand up show, like mm -hmm. the good ones, that's what they're doing. All right. they're doing is telling stories. Right. They're just telling the real. And Kevin Hart's talking about his kids. That's just mm -hmm. fucking hilarious. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I can totally. Relate. That's a dope ass idea. And like and, and that, taking it like to like sunrise it's a therapeutic or value different place. That, oh, man. it is. You know, it's a part of the whole entire thing that I was talking about. About like you know like when I was using and when I was out there on the streets, like I was the last person to say that I would like create any type of like art like i just wasn't an arty person i wouldn't write i couldn't draw i couldn't paint i couldn't right. do any of that so i just wasn't interested in it mm -hmm. right so i never like it never crossed my mind but like 
<clears throat> the the therapeutic aspect of just like what we're doing tonight, right? And creating something that people may or may not find value in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, who knows? There's that Mike guy again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but like do doing it in a way like so like my vision for NC Raw is to create this right. place where we can empower I love what you guys are doing man. empower people in early recovery to create their own whatever material mm-hmm. whatever right. it is whether yeah. it's a podcast whether it's a vlog whether it's a stand up comedy right. routine it's a fucking meme whether it's a meme yeah. you need a NC Raw meme production team yeah. like whatever right. it is you know right find your find your creative outlet find your creative outlet mm-hmm. and then run with it yeah so like Sit on that. That's not a terrible idea. And the thing is, man, is like, I get this. So like in my last celebration, three years clean. Um, Which took place when? Um, November 10th, 2015 is my clean date. Okay. So it took um, took place. I, I put it off, I think, after Christmas or something, maybe the beginning of January of this year, last December, something like that. But anyway, um, a lot of people that came up and, and spoke about me or, or whatever they did. Like if they mentioned me, they're like, you know, some days, man, I'm down and out. And like, I go to Mike for that laugh or that, you know, that, that, that humor has got some kind of therapeutic value. And so it's a gift, man. It's not anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. I didn't obviously train to learn how to fucking make you giggle. And you're doing that with minimal effort. Right. So what would the outcome be? Right. If I, if you sat down for an hour and a night, that's a good point. And man. wrote down some I, shit. I appreciate your motivation. And then fine tuned <laughs> yeah. it and rough draft it and then hit it right. again and hit it again. You did it. You know, Rogan talks about it, man. I know. You know. And I'm a big fan, but like he started out with like just writing down some dumb shit and then, and then bombing. Yeah. Which is just like life, man. Those rough fucking lessons have taught me the most, you know? Yeah. But the, so back the, the humor thing is like, it's definitely a gift, and, and I'm, I'm trying to learn how to reach the masses with it. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm offensive as fuck, so Mamaw ain't going to dig my message, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's not coming out of church and going, I wonder what Mike's memes say today. She's not doing that. But, like, I'm going to reach whoever I can with it. But the thing is, is um, I, I just I, I enjoy – it takes the power away from me taking myself too seriously. You know, I'm not – I'm not above, you know, the homeless junkie that I was or, you know, or anything like that. I don't need to be all uppity and shit. So here's the miracle question. Here we go. What did you do before like memes were a thing? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> fuck, man. I would make, you know, stupid ass posts, but it's it's allowed me an outlet to make people laugh through other people. It's basically, bro, I'm, I'm plagiarizing other people's jokes, really, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, but it, I guess it, it's, it's actually, it probably gives you an insight as to what my personality is, you know? And, um, I definitely can't take credit for those memes, but like it shows you, you know, maybe I'm like a loud, goofy fucking guy. And then yeah. it's such a weird combination too, bro. It's, I, I'm coming to terms with like, this is who I am and I'm okay with it. It's, it's been a process learning who I am for the very first time. I think we mentioned, did we mention mm-hmm. on here before? The beginning on here. Okay. So it's like learning who I am for the first time. And like, I'll post a fucking stupid ass, fucking vulgar ass meme. And then like, Hey, my guy's celebrating a year clean. Like, let's all lift him up and rejoice, you know? And it's like, or I'll post some, you know, some recovery related thing. And then here I come with some garbage and like, so it's definitely a battle, but that's who I am. Yeah. You know, I want to fucking make you laugh and I want to talk about recovery. But how many of those, you said you had like however many thousand friends yeah. on there <laughs> friends. and how many of those people like 
are you like in touch with on a regular basis? Right. No, I mean, and so for me, like a person who's sitting out here 50 miles away, mm-hmm. observing at a distance, yeah. I see a meme come across my timeline that's <laughs> just ridiculously filthy and hilarious. <laughs> right. And I'm like, who posted that? I can get down with that dude. Right, right. Like before you showed up tonight, we had never met. Right. But just knowing, just seeing what you post, I'm uh-huh. like, I can get down with this dude. Right, 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 right. I can relate to this cat. So hopefully, and that is me being me, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it's just on a very public format. Yeah. Yeah. But it's dope. It's dope that, you know, some people can interpret that as, okay, this guy is this guy. Yeah. I to- that's what I totally did. Yeah. Totally. Dope. No All doubt. Right. Like, totally did. What about good. like Twitter, Instagram, man? You get on any of that stuff? I can't, bro. I can't fucking <laughs> go into any more social media. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's but if you go on Instagram, you go on Instagram and you post it on Instagram, you can <sighs> share it. It automatically goes to Facebook and. Twitter. I don't need those. I don't need that <laughs> avenue. Yeah, somebody else kept mentioning that, and then they're like, "I think you can make money on Instagram," and I'm like, "People do, I, man. I cannot let this. It's already out of hand, <laughs> you know." And I'm a junkie. I think we've talked. And you so, are, yeah. So I'll take it to a whole other level. How many times you been in timeout? Yeah, I'm an oh, bro. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is not a fan. Um, yeah, and he puts me in Facebook jail. Yeah. I just got out, did a three day stint, you know, and then I just got out and I posted something with a dick on it, man. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and immediately, bro, it's like 10 <laughs> seconds done. Mike, go back, go back, just go back in jail. Don't fuck around. I'm like, shit. Yeah. What is, I've never been in Facebook timeout. What is the process <laughs> for like notifying oh, you that? It's immediate. There's a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, there's a, a, a like a flag that comes up, and then that's in my notifications. And like I'm kicked out of everything, and then you know it says, "Hey, you." They try. They try to church it you up. Violated, you, know? uh, you have yeah. violated our community standards. And then they, they show me the meme with a dick on it or something. And I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." And then you know what it is, man. Is like you can see Facebook, so I can still see what you're doing. And I can see everything that's posted, but I can't react or comment or share or none of that. So basically, I'm like a special kid shadow, looking through the shadow glass, band kind of licking the yeah. glass, watching all my friends play, and I can't come <laughs> and fucking play. That's what it is. Yeah. And you, it's so difficult to abstain. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> when you're in jail. Why the fuck <laughs> yeah, so I see what you're doing here. Yeah. So it's very difficult to abstain, and I may or may not have a few aliases. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Old Johnny Rogers. Good guy. <laughs> Hell of a man. Yeah, right. That's where my addiction is at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I created a fucking alter ego, though. Well, people love it, dude. They do. I hope so. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. Um, yeah, dude. You want to mm. wrap this thing up? Sure. Fuck. It's been an hour and a half. It's 8.30. Fantastic. Look at that. Flew by. Get your home at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can't be out too late. <laughs> uh, you got to work tomorrow? Uh, yep. Yeah. I'll be at New Life Office. Are you going to be swinging by sunrise? No. What time is that? 11 to 3, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to be there like morning. I'm going to probably leave about 1. I got to be back to work over here. That's it. What? 11 to 3? 11 a.m. Like to 3. House. It's an open house. They're moving into a new. I guess I should just share this with everybody. Yeah, let's uh, get let's, Sunrise. Let's totally support that. Sunrise uh, Community for Recovery. They're moving mm. into like a new uh, location or they have moved to a new location. And I heard so something about this. They yeah. are having, I'm going to try to pull up the address real quick, but they're having an open house at their new location. So okay. um, they have like guest speakers coming in, Damn, everybody that works there. Donald McDonald's going to be speaking. 
Um, I might be doing a little podcasting behind okay. the scenes, talking to folks who come through. Uh, it's yeah, tomorrow, 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. at the Haywood Street Congregation. I don't know what where that is. You don't know where that but is. But Google is a fantastic. Thing. Yeah, it's like it's right on the it's right outside on the outskirts of downtown. I'm not super familiar with Asheville, okay. so. Uh, but it's right on um, the outskirts of downtown. Not either. I'm <laughs> yeah, for um, an extended period of time. Yeah. So yeah, like a bunch of people are going to be out there checking it out. So um, I should totally check that out. Um, I'll be in my office until <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to be 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. tomorrow. So I'll be in there. Um, I won't be able to attend, but Sunrise does some dope ass. They do, man. They got it going on. Yeah, um, and it's not it's not all confined mm-hmm. to a certain way to recover. Or none of that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to touch on this before we close down. Like the. Um, the recovery model and it's kind of the seek healing model, you know, of like not being attached to a certain outcome. We're so fucking hard on ourselves. I know I'm for me, you know, and like to not be attached to like, you know, if yesterday I'm shooting fucking heroin and today I'm eating suboxone, then I'm recovering because I'm doing fucking better, you know? And, and I really, I really dig that. Like I, I want nothing more than the, for everybody to experience the peace that I have, and the serenity with, with complete abstinence, you know, but, but it took me a long time to get there. And like, I, that's what I want for everybody. But like, if your journey looks different and, and if you're doing better than you were to yesterday, today, then you're recovering. And, and people need to know that like, it doesn't need to have a certain outcome. Yeah. You know, I think that like, I've come to a place where like, if your journey looks different, not only do like I support it, but I want to know about it so right. I can share that with other people. Bro, if there was you know? one way to do this, we'd all be doing that. We'd all be cured. Right. <laughs> you know, like, cured as fuck. Yeah, you know? I'm working on it. but yeah, You're close, right? I'm so close. <laughs> yeah, but until then, I'll just keep at it. Yeah. And then when I'm cured, I'll probably just show up for you guys. So it's fine. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mike, dude, yeah. You're, you're a badass, bro. Thank you, bro. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate you doing this and like getting this message out. There's so many different ways to recover. And you support that, man. And, and like this forum is perfect, man. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank just you important me. to have these conversations, dude. Yeah. And, you know, that's dope. You're a badass, dude. We'll Thanks, talk sir. soon. Uh, do you want to share your Facebook for people or you want to keep that on the low, low? <laughs> just, find it just, if you find it. Just look for my guy, Michelangelo Roberto. Okay. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. I want to follow that dude, man. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Thanks for tuning in to NC Raw. Visit our website at www.ncraw.life to subscribe to the website. You can also visit our Patreon page where you can receive exclusive mm. content. Support it. Behind the scenes videos, yeah. early releases. We might do some push-ups after this. Mike might do some push-ups. <laughs> Pop the shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> In the lobby of the hotel. Yeah, right. Rain Hotel. You can subscribe yeah. for as little as a dollar a month to see Mike do push-ups naked in the hotel wait, lobby. So. Wait, <laughs> Just subscribe. We'll talk about the rest later. <laughs> Follow Michelangelo Roberto. Yeah. Y'all have a good night. Peace Thanks, out. Man. Thank you for listening to the podcast and a very special thank you to the Comfort Inn of Silva, North Carolina. The Comfort Inn is located at 1235 East Main Street and they're a part of the Choice Hotels chain. You can check them out by visiting www.choicehotels.com. Comfort Inn here in Silva is a huge recovery ally. They provide our recording space each week. They allow us to record in the in a conference room here on the property of the hotel and they support uh, recovery and community-based organizations. Um, So if you're visiting the area or if you have 
plans of visiting the beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina, be sure to pop in, say hello, give them some love for supporting NC Raw and supporting recovery. Thanks for tuning in. Later, y'all.